Welcome to the Modern Mommy Dog Podcast. I'm Dr. Whitney Caceres. I'm a full-time pediatrician and a full-time modern mom. I speak and write about equipping mamas to raise resilient, healthy children and to invest in their own social-emotional health along the way. Each week, we'll give you the practical tools you need to win at parenting without losing yourself. everyone. Glad that you're here. This week, we're talking about our centered life blueprint, the first step in it. And we're talking about this idea of going from conflicted to centered and what it takes to get there. And so we're going to be doing this over the course of the next couple of weeks, because I want people to really understand what are the pieces and parts that make it so that someone, if they are trying to excel in a number of facets in their life. They really want to be successful in the workplace if they are a working mom. And if they're not even, you know, all of us, my gosh, um, have different types of work that are outside the home, whether it's volunteering or contributing in our communities. And then they also want to be excellent partners if they have a partner and they want to be excellent moms. I mean, who doesn't want to be an excellent mom? And I think it's probably safe to say that most of us in our heart know that being an excellent mom doesn't mean necessarily that we win like the school bake off every single year, but we do want to be an excellent mom in the sense that we feel like we're connected to our kids. We feel like we are doing right by them. We feel like they know that we're invested in them, that they know that we love them. That's what I mean by doing a good job at being a mom. So to start things out today, I want to talk about this idea of going from conflicted to centered. And I want to tell you my story today of why I even started all this at Modern Mommy Doc and what is the reasoning behind it? Kind of what was the struggle that I had and what's the struggle that I see for so many other moms? So, you know, when I was born, I feel like I was born kind of a go-getter. And I don't mean like I had to be the top gymnast in the school or something like that. I mean a go-getter. Like if I put my mind to something, I was all in on it once I decided that I was going to do it. So I remember at the age of, I don't know, six or seven, marching into the living room where my dad was sitting in his easy chair watching sports or reading the newspaper. And my brother was sitting there playing with his GI Joes and marching in and just saying, I am going to start a business. I'm going to start a horse stall mucking business. We lived across the street from or across the valley from this horse stables. And so I decided that I would put up signs there, that I would talk to the manager, that I would go door to door to all of our neighbors to say, hey, if they had, you know, horse stalls that needed cleaning out, I could be their girl because I really wanted to earn money for my Barbie collection. And I did it. And obviously I'm not a millionaire yet from that business, but it was relatively successful. And my dad, I remember him looking at me and saying, like, if there's anyone who could do it, I know it's you, but me. I believe in you that you could do anything you set your mind to. And I carried that kind of all in mentality. 
and that I'm 100% committed mentality into everything else I did as I got older. So in college, I decided I wanted to be a doctor and that I wanted to be the kind of doctor that did writing and, and that talked kind of on the news about stuff. And so I developed this entire schema for the classes so that that way I could finish them within four years. And I had it so that I had these little tiny pieces of Velcroed paper that I would put on a poster board and I would move them around so that way I could get all the classes that I needed done. And then, you know, fast forward even more when I became a doctor that I was the type of person that I, I wanted to work. I love working. I find so much satisfaction in working just like a lot of you mamas. And I also knew that, you know, in today's society, if I wanted to be considered someone who was on the team. I had to play the game. I had to be a player. And so I leaned in, you know, I went all in. I, if someone had an extra patient that needed to be seen after hours, I raised my hand to do it. If there was a committee, I said 100%. I remember when I was hired, my boss saying, we're the type of group that, you know, we work hard and we all contribute. And I remember thinking that's absolutely no problem for me. And I think that's the same, the same experience that a lot of people have in their early career, a lot of moms have, women have before they have kids is that, you know, they, they want to lean in, they want to be all in. And then I had a child and everything changed for me. My first baby was not easy. She only slept for 45 minutes at a time. She had emotional dysregulation. She had a hard time potty training. She had a hard time being in new social situations. She, as she got older, had tantrum after tantrum after tantrum. And she is a type of kid who, my gosh, when she is herself, is what I call her, I call it, she's on top of her game. She's like the sweetest person in the whole world. She leads her her sister in, in dance performances and she's absolutely creative and this like brilliant mind. But a lot of times that was clouded in her early years by all of this emotional dysregulation and some sensory processing issues that she had. And it took a lot of effort to address her needs at home. There was a lot of sleeplessness for me. And it also took a lot of effort to figure out what was going on for her. You know, as a pediatrician, I kind of knew what's typical and what's not. And I could tell that she was struggling with a lot of issues. And so we went to psychologists and we talked to my pediatrician for her. And eventually we went to a psychiatrist. And then I had a second daughter. And while she was a little bit easier on me in the sleep department and in general on the mood regulation department, you know, she had her own needs. And my husband and I, as we grew together as a family, you know, now there were, and our kids got older, there were school drop-offs to consider and play dates and birthday parties and all the other things that come with being a family that get more complicated as your kids age a little bit. And at the same time, the demands on me at work and my desire to be committed at work did not change at all. I mean, I still wanted to be all in there. And I needed to be all in at home at times. And then I also felt this deep sense of loss of myself. I felt like when I was all in at either of those places that I was giving up something at the other place. And I 100% felt like I was, I was the person who was missing out and taking the hit for all of it. 
And so I would do this thing where I would either be like a total martyr for my family or an overachiever at work to kind of compensate. I'd be like a yo-yo back and forth between those things. And then I wouldn't take care of myself at all. And then this deprivation that I created for myself would make it so that then I would 100% go like really over the top in terms of my needs for myself. So I wouldn't exercise for three or four weeks. And then I would feel like, oh my gosh, I have to for a week straight, get in two hours. And not because I wanted to look a certain way, just because I felt like I had been missing those endorphins. Um, my husband and I wouldn't have time to go take care of ourselves and our relationship. And so I remember when my first daughter was about a year old, I mean, we like packed our bags and went on a trip to Europe on the spur of a moment because I was so drained. Or, you know, I would find myself like burning the ends of my rope at both ends burning that midnight oil, trying to get everything done, get it, you know, trying to arrange things in the car. When I'd be driving, I'd be trying to schedule appointments for us or trying to set reminders for myself as we were trying to do family things. And then at night, I'd be so exhausted that I would just sit there and scroll through Instagram for hours and hours and hours. And I know I'm not alone in that. My friend who's an HR executive, I remember her having that same exact push and pull when her kids were young and she was coming off of maternity leave and her younger son was having some behavioral issues and her daughter was was really needing her, her infant daughter, and yet she felt pulled at work to be 100% for her team. And she experienced this, and a lot of the moms that I work with experience this. I mean, time and time again, that word conflicted comes up because that really is the feeling that we all have. Like, as we're trying to do everything and that as we feel like we're responsible for doing everything and that we have to be perfect at everything and do it all, that we do absolutely nothing well and that we feel completely like we've lost ourselves and that we've lost our joy and our contentment and our peace. And I remember one night just being in the shower and my daughter had had a horrible day. And I remember just sobbing in the shower, just on my knees, like the water running over me. I feel like I'm about to cry just thinking about that day. And I remember thinking that I need a change, that I have to develop a model or some system, some framework that allows me to be more balanced and I knew it couldn't be every single day was in perfect balance. Like if you think about maybe a little stick and it has a, a board on top of it, a square board. And if there's four pieces to that board or four, four uh, corners of that board, that every single day, all of those corners were like perfectly measured out so that the, the board wouldn't tip off of the stick. Not like that every single day or every single moment, but I knew that overall in my life that my gosh, it had to be that things were in better alignment. And I knew I had to start prioritizing myself, first of all, and and I had to start prioritizing the things that mattered the most to me and taking care of myself. And over time, this new model emerged that I have been able then to help other women to have a more centered existence versus that more conflicted existence. And I've been able to do it for myself. And so 
I share about it because it was so powerful. Because I know it's really rare for moms. They'll buy stuff. They'll buy products. They'll take care of their kids. They'll take care of their houses. But to actually invest in themselves in ways that make it so they can really feel grounded and feel satisfied and joyful instead of guilty all the time as I deal with all the things in their life, that's incredibly rare. It's coming. Our new book will be here before you know it. The Working Mom Blueprint comes out May 11th, 2021. We hope you'll grab your copy. It's available for pre-order right now at amazon.com and it will be available May 11th wherever books are sold. The thing that I did first when I wanted to figure out how to change things was develop what I call a centered vision for my life. And really, I just thought about, and I used a lot of meditation apps to do this. Um, Mindful Mamas Club is a great one, if you know them. Uh, they have partnered with us in the past. And so if you're looking for for people that can help guide you on this part of the journey, they're an excellent resource, and I use them all the time. I started meditating on what do I want my life to look like in five years? In an in a in a life where I'm actually enjoying myself and not like I'm the richest person in the world, not like maybe I've accomplished something specific, though that could be part of it. More like what do I want my feelings to be throughout the day? Like how, what, if I had a life that was joyful and where I was present and where I feel like I was in the pocket that my life, most of the majority of the time, it's never going to be that we can erase all the chaos. My gosh, my, in my house, that daughter who had those difficulties, she still has difficulties. We still have really bad days sometimes. But what could be a vision of a life where even amidst some of that chaos that I could feel like I, like I was centered. And so I started really thinking about in very, very practical terms, Okay, if I woke up in five years and I was living a life that fit with what I wanted, what would it look like? Who would be around me? What would I do when I woke up in the morning? What would I be wearing? How would I feel in my body? And I want you to close your eyes right now and just invite yourself to think about that for yourself. If you were living a life that was in alignment with you in five years from now, what would it look like? What would the vision of that be? Just close your eyes and imagine it. When I imagined my life, there's these white curtains that are there. It's like this flowing, easy feeling that I have. There's an ocean in front of me. This vision of, of possibility, of expansiveness, of freedom. I have my arm around my kids. There's a sense of closeness, of warmth. In my body, I feel full. 
but I don't feel that nasty feeling that you have when you eat like way, 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 way too much. I don't feel hungry. I feel satisfied. I feel like I have energy. I'm always sitting with a cup of tea or a cup of coffee and I'm quiet and I'm listening and there's always other women there. Sometimes I'm on a couch talking with someone. Sometimes I even imagine myself on a computer. Sometimes I imagine myself like the ocean is out there and I'm on a stage and the ocean is the audience. I'm always in communication or in community with other women. And everything is always white and serene and calm and quiet. But there's energy. Okay, that's my centered vision. And yours might be completely different than mine, which is totally fine. In fact, that's great. That's so much better. My centered vision is not what my life, my centered vision when I thought about it at that time. And I started first doing this, actually, we're on a vacation uh, to Hawaii and my um, my family, we were sitting there. Hawaii is our, our happy spot for my family. We're sitting there, this cheap condo. I was looking out onto kind of the ocean and I was thinking about life. And that's probably why the ocean's there, but I love the ocean. I love the sea. And I thought about what I wanted. And at that moment, my life looked totally different in terms of the feeling that I had. I felt like my younger daughter had been left in the dust by all of the work that I was doing for work and for my older daughter. My husband and I had been arguing more than I wanted us to. I found myself in the shower a lot crying and sobbing during those times. When I was at work, I wanted to be home. When I was at home, I wanted to be at work. Everything was out of whack, out of alignment. And so that centered vision helped me to see, my gosh, there's something better out there for me. Mama, listen to me. If you feel like your life is completely out of alignment with the life that you want to have, if you feel like you are conflicted the vast majority of the time in almost every single decision that you make, in almost every single moment when you decide where to place your time, when you decide where to place your energy, when you decide where physically to be in that moment, you need a change and you deserve a change because you are not meant to be guilty all the time. You are not meant to be wistful all the time, to wish that things were different, to look back, to be anxious about what's coming because everything always seems like it's kind of out of whack. You are meant for more. Mama, you were meant to be centered and grounded and joyful and satisfied and connected to the things and the people that you care most about. You were meant to be purposeful. Next time on the podcast, we're going to talk about taking your centered vision and created what, creating what I call center points. So breaking it down, that centered vision, into some actionable areas 
dividing up that piece of the, those pieces of the pie and seeing how you can actually create that change that you want. Until next time. you want more of the Modern Mommy Dog podcast, make sure that you click subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. We'd also be so honored if you shared with your friends and on social media with the hashtag Modern Mommy Dog. If you share about something that inspired you or that you learned from the podcast, we'll be sure to share it on our social media as well. Thanks for listening.